are listening to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast, hosted by Quincy Wheeler and Friends, a podcast about the Cleveland professional baseball team and its fans. Quincy, it's the Guardians Fancast, and I'm here with Tyler a little bit early this week uh, than our usual Thursday or Friday. Um, I guess, actually, this will be released on Thursday, so it kind of works out that way. How are you doing today, Tyler? I'm tired. I went to a concert last night and then got oh. home today, so I'm exhausted. Who'd it's you not, see? Uh, this band called Haken. They're a prog band from England. Um, oh. Man, it's... Uh, it's it's harder going to concerts when I'm not in my 20s anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I have a rock concert every night with my children that keep me awake till hours of the night. So anyway, you get <laughs> but a yeah, VIP no, meet and greet every day. Yeah, right. So true. They are very important to me. So that works. All right. Well, so the Guardians are still struggling. We'll see. Maybe they really hope that they can get a a uh, win in the series this afternoon of wednesday we're talking wednesday morning but i thought today tyler and i would draft each of us three things that could fix the guardians realizing there's no magic fixes but maybe there are some things that could fix them so tyler would you like to draft first sure all right um i think one of the obvious ones that we've talked about a lot is draft bow nailer and get rid of mike zanino um I just think despite his home run recently, Mike Zanino is not good in the lineup and his play calling and his ability to block balls and is impacting our starting pitching. So I think Bo can't be worse. So might as well give him some reps. I I think that's a good first choice. I would um, say like, for example, last night I saw a lot of people upset that Zanino batted in the ninth. And I actually think in that particular spot, it was the right call because he was probably the best option to give you a home run. I don't think anybody else like, because it was a right-handed pitcher, David Fry is not your choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Freeman might be able to get you a hit, but then, you know, you're still kind of stuck figuring out what to do to get those <laughs> last two runs across the board. So I think I can defend that. But you're right, he's not a great hitter. And the worst part is he's just not doing well defensively. Like mm-hmm. if if he was doing well defensively, if the blocking wasn't as bad, if the game calling didn't look like it was such an issue, um, and if the framing was even higher percentile-wise, I think we'd say this is about as good as you can expect from a catcher hitting because catchers are terrible hitters. Uh, so, but the fact that the rest of that stuff isn't going there means we probably need to move on to a Gallagher, uh, bone nailer arrangement sooner rather than later. Unfortunately, it may not happen until July, but I think that'd be a good way to do it. All right. Well, since I can do anything, my, <laughs> I, I'm going to draft, uh, the option of moving Ahmed Rosario off of shortstop, or at least having Gabriel Arias start against right-handed pitchers at shortstop, Ahmed can start against left-handers. He can get the occasional DH game against right-handers. But, I mean, I don't know how it's not clear to people at this point how many runs you're losing 
versus when you have someone like Arias or Rokio at shortstop versus where you have Ahmed. I mean, you can just see how slow he is to move, how limited his range is, excuse me, how limited his range is and how limited his instincts are when you see Arias and Rokio play there. So that's my number one. It's it's clear to everyone other than the people making the decisions. <laughs> like, not everyone. I do have people in my mentions who it's not clear to, but yeah. Still? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're watching. Like, I just was arguing with someone today, and I, I deleted the post because I said that the ball that he missed last night in the ninth was easy an easy out. It wasn't an easy out, but it was an out that a very a good shortstop will make because <laughs> it's Andrew Vaughn, Ahmed Rosario got to it, couldn't make the play. If mm-hmm. Ahmed Rosario can get to it, Gabriel Arias is going to get to it and make the play. <laughs> because I mean, just that's the way it is, folks. I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Expected batting average of 490. Under 500, if a shortstop gets a glove on it, they're probably going to make that play if they're a decent shortstop. So, sorry. Uh, okay. Well, I'm sorry that people still don't see that and are bothering you on Twitter. Um, all right. I guess my second one would be to undraft James Karinchak, at least from high leverage situations. I don't know if he needs to just come in to garbage time at this point and work on not serving up meatballs in the heart of the plate, but Tito's insistence on going to him in high leverage situations continuously is mind boggling. I mean, the most egregious example I can think of recently was it was bases loaded, no outs, and he brought him in to face Pete Alonzo. I mean, that was yeah, that was crazy. That's got to be the worst, like example of that this season. And he did, he did explain like how he ended up in this. He, it was kind of like one of those situations where Tito's like, you might wonder how I ended yeah. up in this situation. <laughs> and he did kind of explain it. Did it did make a little more sense? But I, I think what I would say to go along with your pick, which is a good pick, is don't bring James Karen check in with runners on base. Give him a clean mm-hmm. inning. And that's what he did yesterday. And I do think that he is going to figure that out. That, um, And I think he probably is basically figuring out that Karen Check can't be trusted to come in with runners on base. And you have Angel De Los Santos, who is striking everybody out and mm-hmm. throwing the ball two miles an hour harder than he ever has. So I'm not going to draft this, but I think we could, if we're, if, uh, if your issue is kind of like bullpen management, yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. a good drafting way to say it. Another thing I would say is that I, I, I'd like to see if we're going to constantly play close games. Let's have Stefan or Angel Angel De Los Santos kind of scheduled to get the save every, you know, third day. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to pitch, I don't know, or every other day for a while, we just can't be having Classe come out every game like he has been for a while. Uh, or you're going to see what happens with Classe when he's not as sharp. So Yeah, we're going to run Classe into the ground. Yeah, can't afford to do that. All right, that's a good draft pick. So you've got two off the board. Now I've got to come up with another one. I'm going to go with the the pitching side of things. Thing is, I'm not sure this is something that can happen right now, but the Guardians have to move off of at least one of their starters, and they should make a trade. But um, 
I don't know exactly what the solution is right now with Savali and McKenzie coming back. Obviously, one of them take one of the spots that's occupied by Hunter Gaddis, but then what do you do with the other spot? And I would love to see them be super aggressive and say, hey, we love Cal Quantrill, but he's going to now be like our two times, two to three times a week fireman. He's going to come in and give us like two great innings in the middle of a game. That would be so aggressive. I can't imagine them or basically any major league team doing that because Mm -hmm. Quantrill can obviously give you six, seven good innings. But uh, that would be aggressive and exciting. I think the more aggressive move is for them to admit we really need to shop a starter and try to see what we can get for like a Savali, a, you know, even a Quantrill if they want to. I love Cal Quantrill. Mm -hmm. Or if they want to try to make a big trade to trade one of these young arms to get like a good right-hand slugging bat. But they need to realize that something needs to happen to make sure they get their best five starters starting every Mm -hmm. time through the rotation. Yeah, and I know you teased that in, I think, next month or so, you're going to do your big trade target article, so people need to look out for that. Um, Yeah, it, I, I've been thinking about this, too, because I don't want Logan Allen or Tanner Bybee to go down, but we're running out of spots because they're not going to run a six-man rotation, so someone's got to go, and I would be, I would be on board with the trade, I think. I'm not – I don't think I'm in camp trade Shane Bieber – where I've seen a lot of people um, betrayed someone. So, okay. I think the trade, yeah, I was going to say, I think the trade Shane Bieber talks start if they're still like eight or nine games out in July, then you're like, okay, it probably makes sense. Yeah. So hopefully we're not that. And Shane Bieber can lead us to a world series. Yeah. Um, my, I guess my last, my last pick would be, to let our young players actually get playing time. Mm-hmm. I think um, the I think Tyler Freeman and Brian Rocchio are kind of the biggest examples. Um, Freeman just is wasting away on the bench and Tito doesn't remember he exists. And then Rocchio, <laughs> they've been they've yo-yoed him between Columbus and Cleveland a couple times at this point. So yeah, just make a decision and stick with it. Like if if you if you're not going to let them have consistent playing time, play let them be in the minors. Like that's fine. I, I don't want that, but if it's better than bringing them up and giving them, you know, five, six at bats a week, um, because they're not going to get into any consistent rhythm. I mean, we're seeing this with Gabriel Arias right now. Like he's getting a little bit more consistent playing time and he's starting to, you know, settle into a little bit of a groove. So the biggest discussion I've seen about this is around Ahmed Rosario. And it's, if he's, if you know, he's not part of the long-term plan of the team, which he's not, why are you using him as a roadblock for other players? So um, it, it kind of ties into what you were saying, but I think just overall in general, let the younger players get playing time, figure out what they can do. And then that kind of leads into your last pick of potentially doing a trade. If you figure out someone's, not going to be part of that plan you can move on from them and find someone else but we're not going to know if they never get any playing time yep uh, that's a great point i think and even farther buried down the bench than tyler freeman is david fry oh yeah i forgot he exists (laughs) yeah no i know it's it's understandable and to go along with your pick i would say in there 
just be super aggressive about trying to get David Fry at bats against left-handers. Mm-hmm. If they're starting a left-hander, if a left-hander comes into the game, just get David Fry up and figure out a way to get him in a bat because I am confident he can hit left-handed pitching, and I also think he will put some power, get get some pop on the ball against left-handed pitching, but it's not going to happen if he doesn't get the reps to do it. So I, mm-hmm. and Tito was kind of aggressive with him at the beginning, but now I don't know if it's just because they haven't seen as many left-handed pitchers which is true, but there's been some times he hasn't got the reps that he needs to. So Mm -hmm. it's hard. I'll admit that it for sure is hard. So the final one that I'll say, I don't know if last night, uh, Tuesday night's game was a sign of this. Probably not. It was probably just a day to say, Hey, get you off your feet for a full game and give you a break. But uh, Will Brennan needs to be the starting center fielder about four or five times a week. And Miles Straw needs to start two or three times a week. Come into the game as a pinch runner, defensive replacement. Ladies and gentlemen, Miles Straw can't hit. I'm sorry. <laughs> we've we've got to admit it. For his career, he's in the 80 WRC plus area. And there's enough sample size to say this is probably the who, who the heck he is. And it's not going to change. He's obviously an amazing center fielder, but you know what? Will Brennan, I think, is also a good center fielder. So at most, if you start Will Brennan over Miles Straw in a week, you might allow one or two more hits. If you allow one hit a week, I'm pretty confident that Will Brennan is going to get you something more like one and a half to two hits a week more than Miles Straw does Mm -hmm. and give you a little more power like the home run he hit and maybe hit a bird now and then. (laughs) <laughs> so you just, you just have to, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Miles Straw for his career, 80 WRC plus for this year, 70 WRC plus um, his slugging is 284. It just, it's just not working and they need to realize that just like with Ahmed. So that would be my thing. Make Will Brennan the start. And it doesn't mean that Will Brennan's the ultimate star in center field. It might be Steven Kwan eventually, if he can find some corner outfield power and hitting, but for now, that's what needs to happen. Yeah, um, we all hoped that Miles Straw could continue hitting like he did in the beginning of the year, but yeah, he's come back down to earth, and yeah, he needs to be a defensive replacement. I'm wondering if part of that is because he signed his extension, it's almost like the, the team won't realize that it's almost like a sunk cost fallacy, but even with his extension, even if he's not an everyday player, if he's coming in, he's giving you, you know, three, 400 plate appearances a year and giving you great defense. That's still worth the extension. It so for sure is especially, especially like last night, I'm assuming that uh, they were like, okay, straw, you're not playing at all. We're just going to get you off your feet. But mm-hmm. especially if in that situation last night, Josh bell takes a walk and you put miles straw on first. Oh yeah. Do you know, like that is a huge difference maker straw. I mean, straw turns that into a double. I mean, I don't see any mm-hmm. way he's not on second base after a pitcher to you. So, and that puts a tremendous amount of pressure on a pitcher, mm-hmm. you know, to say, Oh, he's on second base. He's, you know, even with a, only a two run lead, it just, it changes the game a little bit. And so if you Miles straw is still a super valuable player, you just mitigate the fact that he can't hit by not giving him as many opportunities to hit. So, all right, I changed my last pick. I draft you to go be the new manager. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, well, I can just imagine. Imagine, imagine you're uh, going on Google or like Twitter and googling your name or, or searching your name on Twitter if you're a manager. Uh, man, I'm sure there's a reason they don't do that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 
Tyler, thank you. Thank you for uh, spending some time with me today. And uh, as you can see, Tyler and I would have fixed the Guardians in no time. But <laughs> we'll see if they make any of these moves in the days ahead. Yeah, schedule the parade. Let's go. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us on any major podcast platform. Please remember to like, subscribe, download, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.